0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the podcast. So I am once again changing things up a little bit because I am a new podcast. (laughs) Obviously if you listen to me you know that and I'm really trying to figure out exactly how I want to run things and how how I want everything to kind of flow on the podcast. So I have decided to just kind of start getting straight to the podcast because as a podcast listener I can't stand it whenever there's like this Two or three minute long intro, and I only clicked on the podcast to listen to whatever they're talking about. So uh, I'm not gonna make you guys suffer through a whole a whole intro anymore. I'm just gonna start getting right into the to the episode, and uh, it'll be titled whatever we're talking about. And hopefully, you guys like this. If you guys want me to go back to the old way of doing things, and let me know. But I really really enjoy this format of podcasts. So I am going to go ahead and do that. So today's episode is with Kyle Dalton, and we are going to be talking about what a doula is. So I hope you guys enjoy. (laughs) Welcome to Mother Hustler Podcast, a podcast for busy moms who are trying to find their identities outside of motherhood. I'm your host, Dej Chanel. Let's laugh, learn, and grow together. All right. So hello, welcome back to the podcast today. I have Kyle Dalton with me, who actually lives in the same little town that I do. And I'm so excited to talk with you today. We are going to be talking about just her life as a doula and a childbirth educator. And I'm just really excited to hear all about it. Um, So go ahead and tell us a little bit about you. So all the listeners and myself can get to know you a little better, too.
1: All right. Uh, So you said my name already. It's Kyle Dalton. Um, I'm from the Gila Valley, but uh, I spent a lot of time in Texas, um, probably about 10 years. And I've lived here on and off, but uh, this is the longest stretch that I've lived in a while. And so I'm here trying to kind of uh, establish a maternal support network and uh, take off with my own support services. So um, I'm a birth doula. I became a birth doula in 2016, after the birth of my first child, um, which led me to become a childbirth educator, uh, and then I'm currently finishing up my certification as a breastfeeding counselor. Um, so I just kind of am am uh, working on that, trying to use that in my journey to becoming an internationally board-certified lactation consultant. So um, it's been it's been a long long journey to kind of figure out where I'm at in the birth world, what I am passionate about. When I started birth work, um, it was because my first baby's birth, uh, was kind of traumatic actually. So her, her labor and everything, uh, I labored with her for, uh, about 15 hours actively. Um, but I just, you know, it was very respected birth. It was the, the staff were respectful. I had her in hospital with midwives. Um, they were very respectful, um, but I did get some outside pressure from them. And and so I just kind of felt like it wasn't the experience that I had intended. I, I was pressured into some interventions that I really, you know, wasn't on board with. But, you know, with your first baby, you just really don't know. So you just kind of go with whatever you know, they're telling you <laughs> yeah. So her, her labor itself was, was pretty, um, satisfying, I guess I could say, but right when she, she came out, uh, she had respiratory distress, which is not super common with full term babies. It's usually seen in preterm babies. Um, so not super common, especially I was almost 42 weeks pregnant. I was like 41 and a half. And so, Um, right when she came out though, she was in respiratory distress and they took her away immediately and I didn't get to hold her or have any of the things that I had planned to have. I didn't, I didn't get to breastfeed initially. I didn't get that skin to skin or any of the, you know, the bonding action that everyone tells you about. So I, I was a little disappointed and, and then, you know, you're swarmed with the NICU team the NICU team comes in and, They immediately start working on your baby and um, they're not gentle just to say the least. They're, they're kind of desensitized and they're not, they're focused on getting your baby healthy as fast as possible or stable as fast as possible. So it was just all around kind of a traumatic experience. So um, I actually had a doula with me and she, um, she, she was nice. I liked her. (laughs) We, we had, had only gotten to meet, uh, once or twice, I think. Um, so we didn't really have too much of a connection. Um, and, and she seemed very, uh, nervous. And so I was, I was feeling like I didn't get the support that I needed. Um, so, so yeah, that, that was my, my first experience as a birth doula, um, or I'm sorry, as a birth doula, as a new mom. And so all around, it just was kind of, kind of scary and kind of, um, just, it stuck with me. It really did. I, I, I think that people say like, you can't have birth. I think there's a thing where you shouldn't have birth trauma if your baby's healthy. If your baby's healthy, you know, you didn't have a a C-section. There were no like major interventions. Um, it shouldn't be traumatic, but it really was. And I carried it with me for a while. So, so that led me to becoming a birth doula because I felt like I, you know, I want to support, support moms and, I wanted to make sure that, you know, that I was able to kind of contribute to, to other moms uh, in a way that I was missing, I think. And I felt that I didn't get that out of my birth experience. Um, so I just kind of wanted to support other women and, and I was grateful for my doula and the things that she did contribute. And so I I felt like that I would have had even a worse experience if I didn't have her. And so that, that was all, all the experience that led me to be at birth doula was, um, just a wide range of things, but mainly I wanted, uh, other women to have my love and support and, and encouragement. And I wanted to do what I could to, um, to help women to know, uh, to know what kind of births they wanted and to be able to do the things that, as much as they could to get that experience or were close to that experience.
0: Yeah. Um, and and it's kind of crazy because I've, so I had a really traumatic experience birthing my son and, um, I've talked to a couple different doulas now because I plan on, on hiring a doula for my next pregnancy. Uh, and I have found that a common theme with a lot of doulas is that, they had a traumatic experience with their births as well. And so in turn, you know, they've become passionate about this subject and they want to help as many women as possible. And I can just relate to that so much because after I had gone through what I went through, I kind of always told myself, okay, I want there to be a purpose in this. Like I want to use this for something, for something bigger. And I want, you know, all the things that I experienced to make a difference in somebody else's life. And I feel like that is a lot of times what we do with our with our traumas is we, or my personality type anyways, is I I want to try and help other people by what I went through type of a thing. So um, I just think it's a common, as far as a, a lot of the doulas that I've talked to and the women who want to become doulas, they definitely didn't have a experience that they were hoping for with their, you know, with their first birth.
1: Yeah, well, and and what's funny is, is I had kind of looked into becoming a doula while I was trying to get pregnant with our first daughter. Um, I was just researching and researching and learning so much about about the process and about pregnancy and fertility and like all kinds of things. And I, I was thinking like, how, how can I use this in the real world? Like I have so much in my brain about this. I really feel passionate about this and I want to go into, into a field that has to do with childbirth. And that was before I even had, had a baby or conceived a baby and so it was funny because I had had kind of started looking at that route like going into some sort of birth work um and then I got pregnant with our daughter and kind of put it off and uh I didn't really think too much about my own birth until my husband and I I think I was only like nine weeks pregnant my husband and I watched the business of being born and uh it kind of was life-changing I was like I think I just want to I think I want to birth um, this way. I want to, I want to go unmedicated and I want, I want to look into home births or birth center or, you know, I just, I kind of want this, this type of birth. And he was like, uh, oh, okay, <laughs> whatever you want, I'll support you. And, mm. and, uh, which it was, it was crazy because my family just, you know, they generally birth the same type of way the doctor, the doctor kind of tells you how things are going and you, you go for whatever they recommend, and and you don't worry about the little details. <laughs> and so, uh, when I watched that, though, I was like, okay, I that's not the kind of birth experience I want. I want to be in the driver's seat. I want to know what's going on. I want to be <clears throat> who they come to and and ask permission. I want them to to ask my consent on everything. Like I want to be in charge. And so, yeah, it was it was kind of like this combination of, of beforehand I had this knowledge about pregnancy and birth and then getting pregnant and everything and hiring my own doula. Uh, I just, and then, and then the whole traumatic experience and everything, all of it just kind of combined made me really want to go into, into birth work. And I am currently actually inactive as a birth doula number one, the lifestyle is really intense. And I have two little kids. <laughs> and so, yeah. you know, you're on call 24 seven. And you you have to be ready to jump out of bed and get to home or hospital or wherever they're birthing. And, and it became a lot for me. Uh, so I actually went inactive because um, second, because education is really where my heart is. I really love talking about it. I love exploring options. I love talking about pros and cons. And and evidence-based information and so uh, I pursued more of like an education route so not to say that I would never go back to you know attending births but right now (laughs) that's where my heart is is education.
0: Yeah and I was actually going to ask you uh, how many kids you had but you kind of already covered that so you have two and how
1: old are they? I do have two so um, my oldest is turning four in March and my youngest turned one in September. So she's about a year and a half now.
0: Okay. And uh, this is just me being nosy, but kind of how did your second experience go compared to your first?
1: Oh man, it was, it was life altering to say the least. <laughs> it was, it was a completely different experience. I was a birth doula at this point, And I was, I was, um, you know, I had, had been attending births for a while and I was actually training doulas at that point, like mentoring. And and um, I worked for a nonprofit in Texas. And when I moved here, I got to stay on with them for a little while and and mentor doulas um, over the Internet. <laughs> so um, I just kind of like knew a little bit better what I was doing this time around. Like I I was more educated on the process. I was I just knew what I wanted. I knew what I didn't want uh, so this time around, um, we hired a home birth midwife. And, um, so she came to our house for every single appointment. She was amazing. Unfortunately, she's not taking births here in the Hilo Valley anymore, but she was really awesome. And she came to our home for every appointment. And I mean, her appointments were like two hours long. We talked about everything that I was afraid of, everything that I wanted. Um, I, I was in charge of everything. I mean, I was even administering my own, you know, the urine dip tests, you know, they send you to your own bathroom in your home with your, your dipstick. And then, you know, when you're done, they come in and, and you look at it together and it was just a very empowering experience. So then uh, I went into labor and she drove all the way from Phoenix down here while I was in labor. And um, I actually thought that I was just barely getting into active labor Uh, I was in the birth pool and just kind of going through contractions. And I had a doula with me again this time. She's actually really amazing. Her name is Selena and she owns the nurtured nest here in Safford. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, she was just amazing and she helped me through all my contractions and my sweet husband held my hands and, and the midwife hung out in my kitchen and came in when she needed to, to check heart tones and, and I had a student midwife who just kind of relaxed in the background. And uh, I, I looked at my husband, and I said, I just really want to get in the shower. I want to want to go relax in the shower, I need some alone time, I need some space. And uh, I thought like this, OK, I must be getting into active labor here. And then I'm in the shower and all of a sudden I look at my husband and I said, Oh my gosh, I'm in transition. This is not active labor. I'm about to have a baby. (laughs) And he was like, what are you talking about? I thought you said this didn't, didn't feel like a transition. You're he, I remember him saying like, you're a doula. Don't you know this stuff? (laughs) You've seen this so many times. And um, It's so funny how different it is when you're actually going through it. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I told everyone that I needed to get out of the bathroom and I told them I was having a baby and I made it to my bed and my midwife said, okay, go ahead and get on the bed if you want. And I I said, I don't think I can. She's right there. And she looked down there and she said, no, she's not. She's not there yet. And I tried to lift my leg again and I went, yep, yep, she is. She is. And they, they checked and, and then she was born right there. My water broke right there. They caught her. I pulled her up. And it was six minutes from the time that I found out like internally while I was in the shower, six minutes. And then from the time that I told them, okay, I need out of the shower. I'm going to have this baby. It was only six minutes till she was born. <laughs> so wow. for days afterwards, my husband and I just talked about like, that was picture perfect. That couldn't have gone any better. And, and then breastfeeding as well. I was more educated on breastfeeding and what to expect, and what, what was, um, you know, what was abnormal, and, and what was supposed to happen, and so, you know, we found out that my first um, had a lip tie, and we found out too late, my supply had tanked, I had had to um, switch to formula, and we were able to breastfeed my first past, like, um, exclusively six months and then, you know, supplementing until eight months, but we weren't able to breastfeed longer than eight months. And then with the second, my midwife was, did an oral exam and knew what to look for for ties. And she said, yeah, I think she has, has a tie or two, a tongue and a lip tie, I think. So we, the first week we drove her up to Phoenix and had it revised and we were able to, I mean, she's still nurses. (laughs) So she is a year and a half now and we had just the best breastfeeding journey. She's, I can tell she's starting to kind of self-wean a little bit, which is sad because it's been such a, such a good experience. But, um, yeah, just all overall, the whole experience the second time around was just, just so different and so amazing. And, um, I always tell people like, if you think, think that you want home birth, explore it. It may not be the option for everyone, but if you think that you want a home birth, explore it. Because, you know, there there are multiple evidence-based studies that say for a low-risk woman, um, and with other factors included, that home birth can be a really safe and satisfying experience. And so I always recommend that someone explores it.
0: Yeah, it's always like such a breath of fresh air when you hear of a good experience because I feel like there's just so much negative experiences out there I feel like the internet is flooded with them and I feel like obviously we can all learn from those and uh I I definitely like hearing all the different experiences but anytime I hear of a mom just having an experience like that it's just like it just makes me so happy like it really does because it's just like what we all wish for you know
1: Yeah. Oh, I'm the same way. I thrive off of hearing birth experiences. I just, even when that was my thing after both of my girls, I love telling my birth story, even with, even with the traumatic things that happened with my first, her birth was still one of the best things that ever happened to me. And so I just love telling it, even with the trauma, (laughs) I just love to reminisce on it. And I love hearing other people's stories. And women just generally like to tell their birth stories. So I like to hear them and I like to hear their thoughts on them. I like to process with them. And and so, uh, yeah, I enjoy it all around. So I feel you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And kind of just like going off of what you were saying earlier, it popped into my mind and then I completely forgot. But I I remember hearing that, that same thing that you were saying about, you know, trauma, like having trauma in birth and it shouldn't be a traumatic experience if it was, you know, quote perfect or you know because no experience is really perfect <laughs> uh, all experiences have their their ups and downs but yeah. uh, I just like really really have tried to remember myself a lot throughout it that even if somebody has like a quote-unquote you know by the book birth like it can totally be traumatic <laughs> um, like bringing a baby into the world is an experience like it's an amazing experience but it's a lot and so um I think it's really just important to to justify that for women that you know if if you feel like your experience was traumatic then it was you know like if it was traumatic in your brain then it was
1: oh yeah for sure I've had clients that um I've attended their births and from the outside looking in you go oh man that was amazing that was that was a great birth but you know, that baby came fast and that client felt like it was too fast to process. So she's traumatized. And even though you on the outside are saying, wow, that was a perfect birth her on the inside may, she may have a different, a different perspective. She may, she may say, "Um, you know, that was, that was a whirlwind. I, I am traumatized. And it's important that we listen to women and we say, and we validate that, that trauma. Um, it's, we're not the ones who are feeling it. If someone feels trauma, it's trauma. We don't get to determine who who is traumatized. So, you know, I feel like we have moved into this age of of like, okay, this baby is alive, this mom is alive, they're healthy, so everything's fine, everything went great. But women are leaving their experiences with trauma. And it's, you know, leading to things like postpartum depression and anxiety and and all kinds of things. And I really, as a as an educator and as a doula, I have tried really hard to focus on um, creating or helping them create because that's our goal as doulas. We don't try to, to put an experience on someone. We try to support an experience. So I try to, to support the experience that my clients want because at the end of the day, it's their experience, and and I am hoping that they will have a peaceful experience, and that can be that can be any type of experience. That can be a, a peaceful cesarean section. That can be um, an epidural. That can be a home birth. Um, whatever that that client feels is going to make their experience. Peaceful and the experience they want. That's what I want to support because women are leaving their birth experiences traumatized and dissatisfied. And I think that we really need to put an emphasis on the birth experience, how people feel leaving that experience.
0: Yeah, I agree with that so much because, uh, I mean, looking at my birth from the outside, I mean, everything went okay, I guess you could say, but the aftermath of it was kind of what was traumatic. And, uh, and I am so excited to have a C-section next time. <laughs> like, I'm just so excited because I'm like, it's gonna I've had multiple doctors and midwives tell me, you're just gonna have such a much better experience with this with a C-section, because you're not going to have to worry about anything that's going on down there. And it's just going to be so much more peaceful for you. You're going to walk hopefully I mean, you're going to (laughs) hopefully have it scheduled and walk into the hospital. And it's just going to be so much easier for you. And I mean, it's just crazy how everybody's experiences are so different. And everybody's needs are so different. And that's why it's so cool that we have like that doulas are getting more popular and that you know, uh, me and one of my past guests, which I'm pretty sure is how you found me, uh, Gabby, she and I, how kind of like the midwifery model is kind of just, it's starting to become so much more popular than just like, okay, this is what your doctor said and this is what we do. Uh, And I'm totally not doing that next time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so that's, well, and that's the thing with doulas. I think that we have kind of this, I don't know. There's sort of like the stereotype that doulas are like these hippies that are going to bring in their incense and their essential oils, and and they're going, you know, they're going to push you to have a natural birth, and and so there's kind of the stereotype, uh, and and we're really not a new profession, but you know, they're lately in history, this in recent history, doulas weren't a thing anymore, you know. Uh, It used to be that women were generally assisted by someone, whether it was a family member or other women in their community, they were assisted by someone. And so, you know, when hospital birth became popular around, you know, I think the twenties or thirties, thirties, I think it started becoming more of a thing. um, Women stopped having that kind of support. And so, um, now we're coming back. Doulas are coming back. Support people are coming back. Hospitals are starting to relax more on, you know, letting you have more than one or two people in the room. And, and so, um, I think that we get though this, the stereotype that we are, are trying to be there for a certain type of birth or trying to make people have a certain type of birth. And it's so not true. Like we are there for every type of person and every type of birth. And, and as doulas, we are there to support women through whatever so some of my most supportive births, births that I had to support someone the, the hardest, the most, I had to give it my all, were epidural births. Um, someone was medicated and they needed, you know, a lot more attention. There was anxiety because they couldn't feel their, their legs very well. So there was a lot of massage going on. There was a lot of suggestions for how we could keep labor progressing while someone is on their back for so many hours. Um, there's, there's just, There's times where everyone's asleep and you and that birthing person are the only ones awake and you talk to them and you listen to their fears and their concerns and And you talk to them about what their baby's gonna look like and what the experience is gonna be and So it's just, you know, we're not there for one type of birth only We are there. I've supported women in c-sections. There was um, a pretty progressive hospital in San Antonio where I lived And I was able to attend a cesarean and and do those same sort of things. I was able to offer comfort and support during a cesarean birth. So it's just, you know, we're there for for everyone and anything, and we're there to support you in any way possible. So um, I really, really recommend that if anyone is thinking about getting a doula, that they don't say, oh, well, I don't plan to have an unmedicated birth, so I don't need a doula because – there, there is a reason and a case for a doula just about all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I completely was one of those people that thought that, uh, and I think that there's just so much misinformation and a lot of like, there's just not a lot of information out there about it. And so I really like going into my first birth, I didn't even honestly, I don't even know what a doula was. Uh, and I think that has I think that's the case for a lot of women, uh, especially in like tiny little towns like this, where if you get pregnant, you just make a, an appointment with like the two, one of the two OBs <laughs> yeah. that we have. and then for you kind of, yeah. yeah. Then you just like go from there and do whatever they tell you to do. So, uh, I mean, a lot of people, they, they just don't even know, they don't know it's an option and you kind of already covered like what a doula is, and kind of what they do. And it's really hard to even say, because like you said, there's just so many things that go into it, and so many things that they support you with. Uh, But I think something that I was definitely interested in, and still interested in, uh, I mean, I've, I've definitely done a lot of research. But just kind of from your perspective, like, what are the benefits of actually having a doula with you, throughout your entire process? Because I know, I mean, I know personally, but a lot of people might not know doulas are there with you from the beginning all the way to like your fourth trimester. <laughs> so I think it's just some yeah. to remind people of that. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I, I guess I'll, since I kind of like touched on what a doula is in, in, kind of like vague terms i'll kind of just say like exactly i'll just come out with the like official um, description of what a doula is so a doula is a support person who supports women through pregnancy childbirth postpartum and and more like there there are um, bereavement doulas there are loss and bereavement doulas for if women are going through miscarriage or stillbirth or anything like that um And then we're not medical professionals. So I think a lot of people get us confused with like midwives. I get asked that a lot. Like, so you're like a midwife? But no, like not in any sense. I am not like a midwife. Um, Midwives can be great doulas. They can offer the same kind of support, um, but we are able to offer emotional and physical support without strings, without uh, without anything else on our plate. So, you know, medical professionals, Um, can be great support people but a doula is there for that sole reason a doula is there to not offer any type of medical services they're just there specifically for support preparation and education that's it and so we're able to put our heart and soul into all of that and so you meet with you generally meet with your doula while you're prenatal while you're while you're pregnant in, in the prenatal period and they will you know talk with you about what are you envisioning out of your birth? What do you want your experience to be like or look like? Um, And then they go over how you can kind of lean towards that, how you can, what kind of decisions and options you have that will, will help you to get to the birth that you're looking for. And we all know that birth is probably one of the most unpredictable things you'll ever do. You can't, you can't plan it. So like, Personally, I I move away from the term birth plan. I go for like birth goals or birth mapping. I really like the term birth mapping because you're mapping out the kind of experience that you want. And so like, I'll go over with my clients, you know, do you want immediate skin to skin? Do you want to delay that baby's first bath or how do you want to labor? Do you want to eat and drink in labor? Do you want to walk around? Do you want to, you know, Who do you want to cut the cord? Like we talk about every little thing for the labor process, the birth process, and and the third stage. So when the placenta is delivered, some women want to keep their placenta. Um, Some women want delayed clamping, which is really, really great and beneficial. Um, But you have to know, like, what is your provider's definition of delayed cord clamping? Do they wait one minute or do they wait the full time of until that cord is done pulsating, until it's white? Um, so we kind of talk about different things like that. We talk about what is your provider's style, like what is your doctor's um, style of management. How can you how can you talk to your doctor about the things you want? How can you frame these questions? And then um, in the prenatal period, we generally go over like comfort measures, like how can I best support you for the birth you're looking for. So if that person tells me they want to go unmedicated, I show them the comfort measures that I can offer them or the tools that I can offer them to keep them comfortable and to manage their pain better. Um, If they want an epidural, we talk about the comfort measures I can offer for an epidural, or if they are having a C-section, we talk about the things that I can do either being in the room or most of the time, the time, doulas are not able to be in the room with them. So we talk about how is it, what is it going to look like me offering you support at the hospital and then directly after you get into recovery. So we're, we're pretty much there for you prenatally um, pretty much as early as you want. (laughs) I've had clients call me at 12 weeks pregnant and I've had clients call me at 37 weeks pregnant. So you can call your doula as you can hire a doula and, and start, you know, with them as early as possible. Um, some doulas offer packages, like they'll see you a couple times prenatally or, or you can can see them as many you can set up a thing where you see them as many times as you need. Uh, so, so yeah, there's just this wide range of things that can can happen. There are services that can be offered to you in the prenatal period, then in that labor, they're there for you as soon as you need them. So you I mean day or night. It can be two in the morning, you call your doula up and you say, I think I'm in labor. And that doula can say, okay, what kind of things are going on and remind you of of what active labor looks like. Um can you know remind you how to time contractions, or can even come to your home and start offering you support at home before you even are ready to go to the hospital or or your place of birth. So then postpartum, uh, the doula is there to help you work through any type of birth processing. So, you know, you'll talk about, you know, how do you feel about the birth? How do you feel things went? Are you satisfied? Are you not satisfied? Uh, She'll generally look out for signs of postpartum because we don't realize that we have postpartum really sometimes. I mean, most people don't realize it until until someone else points it out to them or, you know, so we'll kind of look for those things. Like, are you, how are you doing after postpartum? And, And then there are postpartum doulas who can come and take, you know, overnight shifts and help you with supporting you and your baby overnight or during the day so that you can get some rest or take a shower or have someone there to be with you and talk to you and support you through that initial postpartum period. So it's, there's so many, there's so such a huge range of services that doulas offer and they can just be tailored to your specific needs.
0: Yeah, that's so awesome. And once again, I was so misinformed with my first one. And I really wish that I would have been more interested in my own experience. Uh, I feel like sometimes, sometimes we just kind of like to go into it blind. And uh, that was totally me. I just didn't even want to, I didn't even want to know, like, I just wanted to go into it and just kind of just hope for the best. And that's probably mm-hmm. the worst way that you could possibly <laughs> approach the situation. And, um, I really like to be just like a learning experience for people because, um, I think the more, and me and Gabby talked so much about this, but I think the more prepared you can be for a situation like that, the better. And, you know, it's not always going to go exactly how you plan, but just having those plans in place, is really it just eases a lot of anxiety and I mean what mom or expecting mom doesn't have some type of anxiety tied to like you have to get the baby out of you somehow and we all have anxiety yeah. about that <laughs> whether oh, you
1: want to yeah. admit it or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well so, and, and even even second time moms I remember being pregnant with my second being like oh my gosh is this gonna am I gonna love her the same way is it gonna hurt the same way is it you know you just uh, you, you generally just worry like it, it doesn't matter how hard you try. And the, well that's my other thing is, is, yes, I recommend preparation as much as possible and education as much as possible and being as informed as you can, um, but also prepared for if nothing goes as planned. So um, because, again, birth is one of the most unpredictable things that you can ever do. And um, if you hold on so tightly to these plans, um, and you don't leave room for you know natural changes mother nature decides what's going to happen then you know you you kind of uh i don't want to see you set yourself up for trauma because that doesn't that's not what the word that i'm looking for but you you are more susceptible to feeling that trauma if you don't get the birth that you were expecting so being prepared being informed being educated super super important Um, but also being prepared to let go of that as well.
0: Yeah. And I think the cool part for me about a doula is that they already have all the information stored in their brain. And so when you have a question, then they can kind of just present you with the information. And like, that is so nice. It's like having Google with you wherever you go and whatever (laughs) questions you have, they already know all the, like all the pros and the cons. And so you know, um, for me, especially like with all the experiences that I've had, um, just having somebody who's there to actually listen and then give me like facts, because that's what I feel like that is. Those facts are the hardest things to find on the Internet, especially when it comes to pregnancy and just giving birth. I feel like when you Google things, it's just you just are going to get an array of things. And a lot of times it's going to be negative. And it's yeah. just it's
1: yeah. like not even safe to Google <laughs> when you're pregnant. <laughs> I know. Stay away from Google. Yeah. It's a. Uh... No, I, I definitely recommend that people use Google and research, but know, know where, where you're researching. Look at look at sources like um, evidence-based birth. That's a great resource for evidence-based information. Um, you know, and doulas offer so many benefits. Some studies, there have been studies done. Not sure how many, to be honest, but there have been studies that show that, um, that doulas can... Uh, you know, reduce the likelihood of certain interventions, cesarean sections, having to have pain medication, um, and and you're more likely to have a positive experience, even when things don't go as planned. So you know, there's so many so many benefits to having a doula. But yeah, the 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 best thing to do though is to make sure that you you yourself have that information as well. So so when you have questions during pregnancy, you text your doula and say. You know, I have this question, you know, uh, can you get me some resources or what do you think about this? And and doulas a lot of the times will pull up articles that are evidence based and show you the pros and cons of, of that decision or or what alternatives you can pick. Um, you know, so. So, yeah, it's kind of like having having a more condensed version of Google <laughs> in, in a person in person form.
0: Yeah, it's like such a just incredible resource. Like a doula is just, I mean, I, I've said it a million times, but like, I really wish I would have known about doulas and what they did for my first birth. And, um, I'm just like so excited to even just get more information out about them because they're just... They're not, they're not as known as they should be. I really, I mean, and maybe that's just me coming from like a small little town and just not knowing anything. But if I'm like this, I know there's so many other women too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and we're also there for the providers. I think that that's, that's a difficult thing about being a doula is you're really you're in this profession that, that sometimes can be looked at as like, we're, we're being, we're like in the way or we're, we're, um, trying to sway our clients or something like that. Sometimes we're not looked at in a positive light from like the medical professional community. Um, and and that is, is one of the hardest things as a doula to, to break through because you're wanting to best support your client and you're wanting to give them all the information that they want and tell them what their options are. And you're also trying not to step on anyone's toes. <laughs> you don't wanna, you know, offend their provider or upset them in any way. And really our goal is to bridge this gap, there's a gap between women and healthcare providers right now. There's this gap of, of uh, women are scared to give birth in hospitals. They're scared that they won't be in control of their of their experience. That they, you know, there there's just this kind of divide right now. That doulas are really trying to bridge that gap. We want to support our clients, and by doing that, we also want to support their providers. We want to ease the the stresses of the nursing staff nursing staff are amazing and they do so much and we really want to to be filling in in the areas that they are are really busy for you know you may not be able to go get your, your patient ice chips every 5 seconds so we're there for that we'll we'll get the ice chips you aren't able to do double hip squeezes for hours on an end so we'll do that we want to ease the stresses of the nursing staff and of the of the doctors and the medical staff so that they can do their job of bringing these, you know, this baby into the world and and keeping mom and baby as healthy as possible. Um, but also providing your client with the experience that she's looking for.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that so much. Uh, and kind of just to even more further, because I'm sure if Anybody that's like me is listening, then they're probably thinking, okay, I want a doula, so how do I find one? Like, I guess, what is your best advice on how to find a doula? Um, Just because, especially for me, whenever I started doing research, I was having a hard time, especially living in a small town. So, um, how do you know, you know, who, I guess, who is not legit, but you know what I mean? Like, how do you know where? I
1: guess is the best question. Well, it's always important that you, when you are going to hire a doula, that that you make sure they're a trained doula. There are different organizations. There's no formal licensing body. There's no certifying body um, as a whole for doulas. So, looking at who they're trained through, are they trained? Because there's so many organizations. Like I'm trained through Donut International, but. The doulas here in town are tra- uh, are trained through Pro Doulas, so there are um, differences in those organizations, but they're both great organizations, and and they train their doulas as well. And so, you know, you just look at is this person trained? Like, do they do they know what they're doing, or are they someone who's just you know I'm a doula, or you know they're they're saying they're a doula? Like, are they trained or not? <laughs> so, you know, kind of look at that. Um, the two doulas that I know of who are who are becoming my good friends I really love them uh, Elizabeth Henley and Selena I think her last name is pronounced Cedie or zadie so if Selena's listening to this I'm so sorry if I just butchered your last name <laughs> but they are both a part of the nurtured nest and they are amazing Selena was a lifesaver in in the second birth and she she really um, changed the 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 um, the experience in the way of like I had all these these things that I didn't like that my doula did my first birth and I was just just so scared that of like, you know being even pickier because I'm a doula now and she just did everything right and she's amazing so if anyone's looking for a doulas doula here in the Gila Valley Selena and Elizabeth are the pro doula trained doulas here and I have seen a couple um women particularly I think on the mom group who have talked about being trained so we may be seeing some new doulas who are coming up soon so um it just and i think in gabby's podcast she talked about becoming uh wanting to become a doula and so you know we may see gabby as a new doula here in the valley in this gila valley so you know um but selena and elizabeth right now are are professionally trained doulas and uh and then i do have one one last piece of advice um before we go but uh so you plan for every important day in your life. You plan your wedding. You plan every important day of your life. And this is such an important day. This is Your birth is going to be with you for the rest of your life. Like you are, are not going to forget this experience. So plan for this. You plan for every important day. Plan for this. And, and birth doesn't have to be scary. Um, there's a great book called uh, Birthing, Birthing from Within. And there is a little section in there that talks about how fear comes from the unknown. So familiarize yourself with birth. Get to know your options. Get to know what may happen, or or you know what kind of things you'll be looking looking at in your birth. Um, just kind of familiarize yourself. Tell yourself, you know, if this thing happens, what will I do? You know, just kind of um, don't don't do the whole you know, I'm just going to walk into this blindly. And, and some, some people that may work for, but generally being, being familiar and being aware of your options and of your, of your choices, that you have choices, that you are still the person in charge, whether you're walking into a birth center or a hospital, um, just, just make sure that you are prepared.
0: Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for all that. I feel like This has just been super informative, even for me. I feel like people are so interested in this topic and there's just not enough information. So I'm gonna try my best to get it out there as much as I
1: can. Yes. Well, and I listened to Gabby's podcast and it was awesome. Um, But yeah, I I kind of identified with the feeling of, of there's not enough resources here. And I came from working at a nonprofit in Texas where I had resources at hand all the time. It was, whether it was postpartum support or uh, midwives or doulas, or it was just unlimited. It was so awesome. So then coming here and everything and, and having a baby, it was so different. It was just like, there was not a lot of options and it gets kind of scary when you don't have options or you don't feel like you have options. And so, uh, you know, I listened to Gabby's podcast and, and she talked about the lack of resources around here. So I just was like, you know, I wanted to come on the podcast and, and let women know that, that Selena and Elizabeth and I are here and I'm sure there's going to be more coming out. Um, and offering services in different areas, um, but we're here. <laughs> we're here, and we're we're ready to support women in the capacity that they need. And um, I I currently offer childbirth education classes, and um, I offer birth mapping and consultations, and. And I'm hoping to offer um, lactation services shortly. You know, I'm supposed to be finishing up my breastfeeding certification, so I'm able to offer some basic breastfeeding consultations and education. And, and I really have, like, these, these dreams and goals of bringing, um, you know, a wider variety of, of maternal support services here. And so, yeah, I'm just super excited about it. We're here. Reach out to us. <laughs> yeah, totally.
0: Um. Do you have like any social media that you like people can go follow you on?
1: Basically right now. No, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a, a business page or anything right now. Um, I've kind of, I'm kind of looking at how I'm doing things. I'm, I'm kind of, seeing you know am I going to partner up with an existing business or am I going to you know break out and do my own business um so right now it's just on an individual basis I get a lot of my clients through Facebook will find me on on the Gila Valley Moms group uh, Mm -hmm. and reach out to me in that in that way Um, if anyone is looking for doula support though Selena and Elizabeth have many forms of social media they have um, Facebook and their own website. And, um, so if anyone's looking for those resources, they've got them at the nurtured nest. So.
0: Okay. Awesome. I will go and find that and I'll link everything too. So people can just go to the show notes and it's all there and they don't have to do their own research. So.
1: Yeah, that would be great. And anyone can reach out to me on, on Facebook anytime they find me. Um, I generally get a lot of breastfeeding questions, so, um, that's pretty much pretty much where i'm at right now and um i'm sure i'm sure people will see me soon i'm going to to be making big changes soon so
0: awesome well well thanks again thank you so much for listening to the mother hustler podcast i just want you to know that if you listen today you made my day If you have a friend, a sister, a daughter, anyone you think would love this episode, please share with them. I love hearing your thoughts and reviews on each episode. Also, if you want to hang out with me every day, be sure you are following me over on Instagram at Mother Hustler Podcast. I will see you all next time.